Hey, this is Alex. Welcome to another episode of the Market Adventures podcast. It is Thursday, February 25th, and after this episode, I want you to go to Twitter and tweet me your favorite quote to at investingpod. A favorite quote of mine, among many, is an educated person is best prepared for a world that no longer exists. Education is not an act, it is a journey. So keep on seeking education as long as you live and you'll always be prepared for a world that's to come and not just be prepared for the past. Now, if there are any quotes that you really live by, reply to my tweet and let me know your favorite. P.S. If you stick around till the end of the episode, you will hear my favorite value stock pick right now. I'm buying a bunch of it. Now let's jump into the episode. Okay, so if you haven't already done this, do it now. Separate your accounts. You should have at least three accounts when trading and investing. And that's just my opinion. Some people have more. Some people may have one or two less. But the majority of people who are serious about investing uh, have more than one account. People who just got into trading may just have a Robinhood or an E-Trade or some other platform, but you have to have a minimum of two. But I'm going to give you three accounts that I think you should open now to make sure that you are protecting you and your family's future uh, for the rest of your trading and investing career, right? So the first one is a long-term account. The second one is a trading account. And the third one is a fun account. Now, I've gone through this and I've said this many times through this show, but I think still a lot of people don't understand the concept. And I think, uh, especially recently, people have been coming into a lot of money. And this bull market has been very generous to a lot of people. Pretty much everything is going up, right? From penny stocks to uh, EV stocks to obviously Bitcoin and things like that. And I think a lot of people have money in only one portfolio and they're trying to trade and invest from one portfolio. And I think it's important to have these three because it gives you an idea of where to move your money, but also protects you and your family against yourself, right? Protects you and your family against you because you are going to be the main problem moving forward in your own career. So the first one is a long-term. Now, a long-term portfolio has your growth stocks and your dividend stocks, things that you're going to hold on to for a minimum of 10 years, if at all you plan to sell them in the future, right? But a minimum of 10 years. You're going to make regular deposits to that long-term portfolio, right? That's the idea of that long-term is to grow. You're just trying to grow and increase the value of that account over time. You can choose to pass it on to somebody else, start liquidating positions when you decide to retire, start moving your money from growth into dividends to create a living income in the future. Again, when you retire, have another stream of income coming in. Pass it on to a family member, whatever you choose to do with it in the future, you're creating this 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 nest egg for yourself. The trading account is where you do your you you start bringing in capital that's not from your other cash flow source, right? Be it your job or whatever you're using to put into your long term. The trading account is creating this other source of cash flow, and you're doing in this one swing trading and options trading, right? You want to establish rules for entry and exit. Right, You do want to have an entry rule for the long-term account, not necessarily an exit rule, but an entry rule. But this is uh, less important as you're just trying to acquire equity in the long term. The trading account, obviously, we have uh, entry rules and exit rules. You should have a trading plan. If you don't, 
go and get a trading plan from me, at least as to a beginner, um, until you develop your own. And you want to establish a minimum monthly loss and a maximum balance. So let me explain this. Why do you want to establish a minimum monthly loss? Well, you don't want to drain this account, right? This account is supposed to be growing to allow you to, to move that to move that extra money somewhere else, right? If you keep losing money in this account and you have no minimum for loss, this account really has no chance to grow and it really serves no purpose if you're just allowing the money to bleed out of it, right? That means whatever your trading plan you're using right now is not working. So if you set up a minimum monthly loss, if you're hitting that monthly minimum month maximum, excuse me, if you're hitting that maximum monthly loss every month and you continue to lose money in the account, then something's wrong with the trading plan. It gives you an idea that you have to change it. But if you don't have a maximum monthly loss, you could lose more than you could even uh, have imagined. And instead of being able to go back and change your trading plan and come back in, now you have to worry about funding that account again. Right, so we want a maximum monthly loss set for that account. Now, we also want a maximum balance we want to have in the account because we want to allow some of that money to bleed over into other accounts. So, setting a maximum month, a maximum balance in the account lets you know that once you're pat any dollar amount over that maximum, you could move into a different account. Now, you have two options really, you can do whatever you want with this, but here are some two options that I think are really good. Anything over the maximum account, let's say your maximum account balance for that account is $2,000, right? You're going to do your swing trades and your option trades with $2,000, right? Anything over that, $2,001, right? That $1 is extra, right? Anything over that $2,000, you can bleed it into the long-term account, right? Bleeding into the long-term account, again, you're you already doing regular deposits, with your, you know, your nine to five or however you're making your money outside of the markets, you're, you're doing regular deposits, but allowing yourself to bleed over that um, trading account money allows you to grow that long-term account faster. You can also bleed it into the fun account, right? The fun account is a third account that I think is super necessary, especially today, because it allows you to, to experiment with different strategies without eating into your long-term and without eating into your trading account, right? If your $2,000 maximum balance is there and you have a maximum monthly loss, you don't want to experiment on different trading strategies with your with this account, with a trading account. You want to have an account that you can experiment with, and that's going to be the fun account. So we'll get to that next. And the other option, which I think is a very viable option as well, especially if you have a solid nine to five that can fund your long term and you have no worry about funding that. You can use that maximum balance as income, right? You can use that to spend on yourself, spend on you and your family. You can use that extra dollar, say you have an extra hundred dollars that month from your swing trades or option trades. You can use that hundred dollars to pay a bill. You can use a hundred dollars to pay a debt, maybe pay some student loans, right? But you're allowing that some of that money to bleed over. Because again, anything over that maximum balance is yours to do with what you please. But you want to have a plan, right? If your plan is to pay bills and to put that money in your pocket, then put it in your pocket. Allow your regular deposits to keep coming from your original cash flow source. But if you decide, okay, I want to just keep building this long-term portfolio because I want to give it to my kid when he turns 18, then you want to bleed that money into the long-term account, right? But if you also want to just keep, you know, 
if, if this is for fun, if this is like a side gig or something like that, and you're making money, you're earning that income, but you want to put some of that money in that fun account, that fun account allows you, and I said, now we're moving to that third one. That fun account allows for YOLOs, right? You only live once kind of trades. Um, and it's a fun term, but the idea is if you have a separate account, that is a separate, separate psychological idea to this, right? It's like having a, a, it's like having a cheat day scheduled into your routine. Having this fun account allows you to uh, limit yourself. When you feel the urge to, to do a trade in your trading account that does not follow your rules, having that fun account kind of reduce, releases that pressure of, of feeling like you need to do that trade in your trading account. Say something looks really good and your rule is to not trade you know, in the first 15, 30 minutes of the day and something looks really good at 9.40 a.m. Well, instead of trading with your uh, swing, swing and option trading account, which again, you have a maximum monthly loss. You don't want to eat into that that monthly loss that you're allotted. You can use your fun account to make that trade if you really feel you need to, but it doesn't follow your plan, right? Yes, you want to have more discipline. Right? You're going to have a lot more discipline than needing a fun account. But I think even for the most disciplined person, it's nice to have some fun, right? So having that fun account allows you to, again, uh, give into that urge, while still protecting the cash balance and the equity within the two main accounts, right? The trading and the long-term account. And allows you to to get some of that that feeling out. Because other than that, I mean, you really shouldn't be gambling in the stock market. But the reality of it is a lot of people gamble. Even the most professional traders gamble. So for those of us who maybe have a small account or maybe have a medium-sized account, you don't want to put the money that is dedicated to you, your family, your lifestyle at risk because you want to gamble. If that's the case, go to a casino. In the stock market, you want to have a, a set plan, some set discipline. But again, having that fun account, when we do get that urge, it allows us to have a place where we can experiment. But it also sets a rule on ourselves that, hey, I have an account set up for this. If I don't have money in that fund account, then I haven't earned the right to deviate from my plan. If my plan is sound and my plan works, then that fund account will have enough money for me to to you know increase some of my risk, right? To do more riskier trades in the fund account. But if my fund account is on zero, right? If your fund account is on zero, then clearly what you're doing in your trading account is not working well enough that you can have fun yet. You need to focus on your trading account, focus on your plan, your strategy to make it the best it could possibly be, given the conditions are right, and that will allow you to build a fun account and have fun. But if your fun account's on zero, again, that that again, that psychological added effect there. If your fun if your fun account's on zero, that's telling you, that's humbling you to let you know, hey, focus and double down your trading account because something. And the trading account is not allowing you to be as profitable as you want to be so you can start having fun, right? And if the fun account is fully is well-funded and you're allowed to have more fun with your trades and you can kind of push all of your your um, very base and animalistic desires to, to just, you know, to have YOLOs, if you can funnel all of that unneeded emotion into the fun account and you have funds in there enough to do that, then you know that your trading account 
is successful, right? So it almost seems like the fund account is almost a measuring stick for how successful you are in your trading account. So I, again, I spent a lot of time on that fund account because I think it's important. I think a lot of people are doing YOLOs or taking tips or, um, you know, are just taking a lot more risk on than they need to. And they're doing it with money that they can't afford to lose or they shouldn't be losing because their plan says that, you know, this is our discipline, this is our maximum, this is our minimum, and we shouldn't be doing it. And I think opening up a fun account somewhere allows you to to give in to those desires in a controlled environment and also set a measuring stick for your success, right? Because, again, it allows you to play when you've done the right thing. Now, if you have children, open up a custodial account, right? Now, this is an extra account. Open up a custodial account for your children. Why? Because having their money that you've dedicated to them in one of your accounts, right? Your children deserve the right to have the money you set aside for them protected from your temptations. Because I said I, I said the fun account is there for your temptations, but for those of us who don't have that fun account, you know, you may think you're high on mileage in your discipline, but you're not. We all have temptations. I'm the one talk I'm the one giving you this podcast. I'm the one giving you this information. I'm telling you right now, even I have temptations. As much discipline as I have, as much as I have a trading plan, I make YOLOs once in a while. Right? So having that custodial account for my children, having that custodial account for your children. Keeps them, sep- keeps them separate, keeps them protected from your temptations. Because guess what? Say the market takes a turn for the worst and your trading strategy puts you on the wrong end of it, right? And you end up losing money. And now you need to come up with some more money to get yourself back into a position where you can trade and start making your money again. Well, you don't want to be tempted to take some money out of your long-term account, even though some of the money in that long-term account doesn't even belong to you, it belongs to your children, so keeping your children's money safe is important, right? So take the time to break down the cash flow that's coming in, right? Money likes structure, right? Money doesn't have a mind of its own. Money likes when you have a plan for it and you tell it what to do and you protect it. So have a percentage of your money flow directly into your custodial account. Have a, have a percentage of your money set to go into your long-term, set to go into your trading account. But have a set plan before any money gets to your door or it will leave if it has no structure to walk into. Now, why is this all important? The cash balance. If you have one large account, right, and you're looking at the balance of that account, say it has 100K in it, but you have open positions and options and swing trades and long-term positions, it's confusing because you're looking at one balance and the balance is 100k your buying power though says 9k but you're not thinking about that all you see is that hundred thousand dollars so having a big balance with a bunch of open positions and a bunch of money allocated to different things in one account is one a bit confusing but two risk management is super key right so like if you have a big balance you think that you're allowed to take more risk right and the reality of it is when when you don't know when to stop trading that's a problem right if you're losing 2% of 100,000 that's a lot different than losing 2% of 2,000 right so if you're in a trade and you're losing 2% of 100,000 let me uh try to do the math here 
I think 2% of 100,000 is 2,000. 200? I think it's 200. One of those two. It's 2,000. 2,000. Right? So if you're losing on a trade and you're losing $2,000, well, if your trading account was only $10,000, well, you've now gone 10 times above your 2% limit. Right? You can't know when to stop trading if your uh, limit is being set on your whole account when the amount that's allocated to trading is a much smaller balance because then you've actually gone over your maximum loss for the month, per se, right? What we went over before. And having to liquidate major positions, having to liquidate long-term positions to make up for your losses and your swing and option trades is not healthy for an account, right? It's not healthy for an account. So having all of this going on in one account is, is not good, right? It's not good from a, just a common sense point of view, but from a discipline and a plan, a structured point of view, and a risk management point of view, you have to be able to, to calculate, right, your management of risk. You have to be able to calculate your cash balance. And if all of that is muddied by one large account, it makes it very hard for you to operate in the financial markets in a, in a um, productive way. I won't say safe, but in a productive uh, and sensible way. Now, what's most important to me, because I have two children, is, you know, my children don't deserve to be victim to my temptations and my emotions, right? They only deserve to reap the rewards of my hard work, right? The work I put in for them. So every single dollar that I make that I've dedicated to them needs to be dedicated to them. Right. The only time I touch that money is when I'm coming to it without emotion, without temptation, and I'm coming in with a sound plan of, for growth. Right. And not being pushed into affecting that money with my emotions. So by having a separate account for them, having a separate account for me, having a separate account for, you know, if I decide to make it an income or a fun account or bleed into the long term, having those separate accounts allows me to operate the financial markets with a with a set plan right depending on what account I'm operating out of right and that allows me to separate my fun and my experimentation uh, with money from my dedication and my commitment to making sure that my family has a nice financial backing and foundation for whatever we plan to do in the future and you know a nice nest egg for my family to to Keep growing our generational wealth. Hey, I hope you liked that episode. And don't forget, go to Twitter right now and tweet me your favorite quote. And I'll actually shout you out in tomorrow's episode if it's really good. Now, if you made it this far... Here is my value pick, IBM. Enough said. I mean, it's a great company. It's got a great yield. And right now, it's at a great, great price. It's already moving up. As the rotation in the stock market is moving away from tech and into value, you can still get IBM at a good price price point. But after the next two weeks, I'm assuming, not assuming, I'm projecting that IBM is going to be a couple percentage points up. So it's still good to buy in a couple weeks if you want to, you know, guarantee that it is going up. But you don't look for K 
capital gains and growth stocks. As we uh, heard in our last episode with our dividend master, Morton, on Monday and Tuesday, right? We don't buy dividend stocks and value stocks looking for capital gains. But it just so happens that IBM is in a perfect position where we can get some great, great, great capital gains. And we're also getting a, a great dividend company at a low price, at a bargain. So that's why I like IBM. And again, if you don't really understand dividend stocks, go back and listen to Monday and Tuesday's episodes so you get an idea and why I think uh, IBM is such a great stock. Now, do your own research, of course, after you listen to the episode. And if it fits your portfolio, I'm just letting you know, again, this is not advice, but I'm letting you know that I'm buying it for me and my family right now. So until next time, be well and remember... As you begin searching for your answers to life's challenges, don't seek security. Seek adventure. (music) 